Welcome to Do The Right Film. My name's Thomas. My name is Steven. And I'm Harvey Gladden. Yeah, coming up on this episode, <laughs> we got a review of Overlord. Um, the new... What is this movie? A horror movie? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a horror movie. Okay. You know, here at Do The Right Film, it's we like a... to uh, be prepared. Well, I mean, you know, art is subjective, right? Uh <laughs> Uh, we also have a topic uh, this week. We're going to be talking about body horror in particular. Uh, elements of you know good body horror, what, what separates body horror from just regular old and, horror. And we have, uh, we have the horror movie expert here with us really guide us through the process. Right, right, right. Yeah. You talking about me? No, I was talking about Thomas. Oh. Whoa, it's the opposite of what I am. I've seen like four horror movies my whole life. So... And, Which, one, and <laughs> one of them was Winchester. So he is uh, uh, deeply what? cultured in horror. That's a goddamn shame, right? I bet you real horror uh, fans are screaming at their phones right now. Maybe. Um, we should acknowledge that uh, yeah, Sean we will. Diosaran is Yeah, Sean Diosaran is not here for the second time in a row. He has a good excuse this week, though. Yeah, but I mean, I like it, it, when, you, when you balance it out versus the, uh, the week... Um, before, it's well. That's what I'm saying. I'm comparing the excuses, and I think this one's way better than last week's. It's not that much better. I think it is. We'll let him slide. Yeah, we love him. I mean, he's got to see family, but I mean, I mean, let's be real. The podcast is his family. Yeah, we're family, and I think <laughs> you know we record for under two hours. You know, if he wants, he can bring his family here. You to sound sit like in. a really upset mom who hasn't seen their child in like. A couple months. No, it's, we we're missing a vital voice on the on the the show, and I, I think the people are concerned. But other than that, we lost our baby. <laughs> <laughs> My baby. What uh? What's going on with you, Steve? How was your week? You know, you know. Last week when I was saying I was going through a lot at work and just, uh, but I was optimistic because I was just like coming up to this week. I'm like, you know what? It's gonna be a better week. I'm gonna take on the challenges i'm gonna be positive and uh yeah i got shat on again this week so um you know it's another yeah. another rough week in production like literally a little bit maybe i don't know oh I, at but, first i was like you were talking about like a bird or something i was like wait what <laughs> <laughs> i've never seen such glow in your eye though because when i said that you looked over real quick you're like oh shit that would have been a funny story uh no uh, honestly man just uh we've been busy the last couple weeks just been uh shooting been uh producing and I've been trying to sleep a little bit more. I heard uh, 10 plus hours is what you need to get a, you know, perfect amount of energy. Do you agree, Tom? For sleep? Yes. It's totally incorrect. Oh. Uh, what's? Yeah. No, I don't know any, I don't know anything about science. There is there is no number of sleep. It's it's general, and, and it's all about quality of sleep. Mm. Yeah. Okay. I like that. Yeah, Maybe we could talk about it more uh, after the show. Mm, I'll forget. Yeah, probably. <laughs> oh, that, that's honestly my week. All right. Nothing too exciting. Sounds fun. What about uh, what about your week? Um, I just worked mostly. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's about it. I've been, uh, <laughs> wow, I've, I've riveting. Put in, I've put in like some uh, some long hours this week. Some of the longest I've done in a really long time, and it's uh, <clears throat> doesn't it like 
actually, hurt a little um, bit. Yeah, like working is uh, like actually working. <laughs> I'm gonna call bullshit fun. on that. Though. You know what's funny though? Really? Yeah. Um, what? I mean, he's claiming that he worked the longest hours. He's like the the hours are long. An hour is always an hour. So they didn't hour. get any longer. Oh well, no! I like, I mean, lit- I, like I literally that. worked more hours though. <laughs> you <laughs> worked longer hours. You said though. We know what we know what he meant. I mean, you work the same hours you worked before, just more of them. Yeah, within the day. Why are you treating me like like you're a dad right now? <laughs> Yo, <laughs> he's like, like being such a parent right like now. A, a dick dad for no reason. In, in this house, we use proper semantics. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was it was a fine week. I worked some hours, but I also um, I don't know. Also had a little fun this week, I guess. Yeah, I think so. I think we had some fun last night. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, uh, we played some. Uh, we played some Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, there's some some game that doesn't make any sense. That game. Honestly, I would. I would. It looks I would wholeheartedly cool. agree with you. Like it looks right. fucking cool. But but the buttons, <laughs> like when you hit them, I don't know what's happening. Right. I pressed it's one weird. button and it didn't do anything. I was just like, my character just stood there. I'm like, and it's just your character is wildly hard to con- control. But yeah. that's video game stuff. Yeah. yeah, we don't talk video games on the show. Yeah. Cool. How about your week, Joe? Uh, my week was pretty pretty boring. Um, I did shoot some stuff in Long Island earlier in the week, which was interesting to say the least. My first time working on like reality TV production. Just wait, you you were on a reality <clears throat> TV show? Uh, behind the camera, not. Well, not I mean, obviously, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Very interesting and. Very weird. I'm, I've been working on these sets where they, you know, you unload these Ari Alexa camera packages and forty thousand dollars worth of lights, and, and this is one of those those shows where they, um, everything needs to be done very quickly and very soundly, and and they use those like Sony XD cam camcorders, 4K broadcast things and shit, and uh, <clears throat> it was weird. It was very weird. Sounds very weird. I'm not gonna lie to you. I have no interest in working in uh, in reality TV. Yeah, I would say if if I had a choice, yeah, I was just in it for I, the money. Yeah, I was I was thinking about. it. I was like, even if someone like offered me like good money, I would be like, you know what? There was actually like no um like as far as like in camera department goes, there was nothing I could take away from it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's probably it was, like yeah. everyone's just rushing to get build camera and just like they're yeah, just running around. Yeah, just hand on their shoulder. <clears throat> How long now, was that day? Twelve hours. Yeah, both days were twelve hours. Um, very chill, twelve hours. So oh, was like it? a lot of interviews. So like when the interviews were rolling, I would sit behind a wall and be on my phone for the entire interview. So okay. it's like those those shows that you watch where you, I actually never really knew how they were put together. Um, so it was interesting to find that out. But like those shows, like like home improvement shows, or like uh, those like. Gordon Ramsay type shows where they go in and fix shit up, kind of kind of things. <clears throat> Sign a contract though, I can't really tell you what it is. So. No, it's fine. I don't want to. Um, yeah. Other than that, last night was fun. We we played. Um, I had a revelation last night. I think. Uh, I think I need to stop drinking so much. <laughs> I, no, 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 no. Just hear me out. Is not what it sounds I just, like. I just find it funny. Like you probably he's like, man, I was just I've been doing this way too much. No, 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 not like that in that sense at all. Uh, I don't drink a lot, like frequently. I don't do it. Um, but when I do drink, I, I drink like too many drinks, and and I think I, 
just don't feel well afterwards. I don't think anyone feels well. It's never like yeah, but it's like it's like I had like a night like a, a hard night drinking, and I wake up the next day. I'm like I feel amazing. Actually, I've felt you know, you know, it just really depends. It's just it's just stupid. But la- last night and the night before that, I drank both nights, but both nights I drank in moderation, and I got like a nice buzz going. <clears throat> Went home and did not have the spins in bed. It felt great. Like it was just. Overall, I think it should be like that every weekend. I think I'm done drinking more than five drinks. Man, this is grown up Thomas right yeah, now. Yeah, I mean, dude, it just a fresh new haircut. Dude. Making strides on do the right. I just yeah, like, like I don't want personal strides. <laughs> I woke up this morning <laughs> and I didn't crave like five guys like I normally do. Like when I'm hungover, I just need to get as much grease as I can. Oh, man, that's sounds so line good. The walls it? of my stomach doesn't with like grease. a burger sound really good right now. I'm trying to come up with a good title. <laughs> oh, man, you do, like, the, do the right adult. Do no, the right. Like, that sounds like creepy. Yeah, it sounds. <laughs> do the right adult. I mean, that's not that creepy. It's legal, at least. At least it's not do the right child. <laughs> All right, let's move on to some movies. Yeah, Steve lost the game last week. Yeah, you did. Ooh. Oh yeah. I feel like he didn't watch it, and I don't even know what he he has to watch. Uh, <laughs> it's a uh, bully. Yeah, I watched this movie called Bully. Uh, good thing. I, I thought about it, and hopefully I picked the right bully because there's two movies Isn't called there Bully. Isn't a game? There is a game as well. How was that game? It was great, that's, actually. That's a great game. It's a great game. Was it like Grand Theft Auto, but for adolescents or some shit? No. <laughs> no. It, it just... It, I don't know. You have to... It's hard I, to explain. I digress. With, yeah, yeah. yeah it's I'll hard look to it up. Yeah. All right. So I watched this movie called Bully, and I'm pretty sure I watched the right one because there's two of them. There's like this documentary about kids being bullied in school, and then there's this one about... Uh, which is an actual film, like it's an actual narrative. I'm like, I think Harvey wants me to watch this narrative. Yeah. Was I right? Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> that would suck if you're like, nah, why don't you watch the documentary, dude? I mean, you could have asked. <laughs> That's true. You had a week to ask. I had a week to ask, and I was like, yeah, I'm good. All right, Bully. Released in 2001, directed by Larry Clark. And I love this part, uh, and Letterbox has this. It's 4 a.m. Do you know where your kids are? And that's what kicks it off. So uh, it's about a young man uh, after finding himself being constantly abused by his best friend, Bobby, and the main character name is Marty. So Bobby and Marty. Uh, Marty has become fed up with his friend's twisted ways and him and his girlfriend, a victim of Bobby's often cruel ways, couldn't agree more and strategized to murder him. Uh, this is like one of the worst synopsis that I've seen on Letterboxd today. But... Uh, so it stars Brad Renfro, uh, Nick Stahl, uh, Michael Pitt. Uh, actually, it's a lot of young, a lot of young stars. Yeah. Then I'm like sitting, I'm like, just like, what the fuck? Too. Like, what are you guys doing here? But uh, so, just to begin with this film, dude, Tom, this movie's for you. It, it dude, it didn't fit in my. All right, this is why. Just because it captures, like, Florida. In the Ooh. best way. Because, like, it's basically about these group of friends who basically do nothing. They have, like, no real plans, no real goals. They just basically drive around their car, listen to loud-ass music, smoke, drink, and just hang out. And that is basically their lives. They work these, like, shitty little retail jobs, you know, making, like, minimum wage. Their parents are, like, not really parenting. They're just kind of, like, sitting there telling their kids, like, you should go do something with your life. And they're like, I am doing something. They're like, no, go really do something. And then that's the whole conversation they have. Like, And I think this is the 
I think <clears throat> this film does a great job capturing that. Like, I think it captures like that Florida youth, or at least youth in general, like in this particular region. And uh, or they, I think they're all in Fort Lauderdale, if I'm not mistaken. I'm seeing, I'm seeing some ocean shots here. Them on the beach at night. That, yeah, as, as yo, <laughs> there is a scene where on, they're on the beach at night. Uh, but this film specific, uh, specifically revolves around Marty, who is kind of like this. I hate to call him weak, but he definitely is a weak person. He doesn't have much like ground to stand on, and he's always being abused by Bobby, who's his best friend from like a young age. And when I'm talking about abuse, like it's like legitimate abuse, like. And within the first five minutes of the film, we have Bobby straight up. No, keep going. Up straight up abusing his friend, like he punches him while he's driving in the car because he was like he accidentally like nicked, nicked his car. So he starts punching him until he breaks his nose. It's 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 a wild fucking movie. It's very gritty. What a dick. Very. It, it seems like just real, just because like I've I think I've met at least a few of these people within my lifetime living in Florida. And you know the group of people I'm talking about. Not to talk down to any particular groups, but, you know, the very unmotivated, the very, like, you know, content to be where they're at. You know, they don't want, they don't want much from life. And I think, I think this film really does a great job capturing that. Uh, capturing, shit, I lost my train of thought. Capturing the, that feeling, at least, of yeah. growing up with, like, unambitious people. Honestly, this what I've looked at on IMDb just now. It reminds me of a newer movie called King Jack, which you know I think Harvey would like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I would say if I'm gonna if I'm really gonna point out anything negative, I think one thing I didn't like is that I feel like it drags a bit for me. I feel like there is kind of parts where it meanders because it's trying to build up this story, which is basically these group of people who've been victimized by Bobby. You know, they, they, they set in motion these plans to try to murder him. And, I mean, I kind of want people to watch this because I don't want to spoil any more of the film. But I think <laughs> I think it also captures how naive and how dumb people can be when, you know, when they're all sitting around just getting really high talking about these kind of things. And I don't know. I feel like this movie is definitely worth a watch for you, at least, if you haven't seen it. Tom. Bully. Bully. Okay. I really liked it. Word. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You want to give it a score? or Yeah, I can give it a score. Dude, what's a deep-ass voice? <laughs> <laughs> you sound like Bradley Cooper in Star Born Man. I don't think <laughs> nothing look at you. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've I mean. I've been working on it. <laughs> Uh, I'll give this. I'll give this. A, I don't want to force a, you into anything. I mean, no, no. I'm. Like, I'm thinking. Force I'm, them, I'm, force I'm, them. I'm, no, I'm. I'm going to give it a score. I'm just trying to still mull it over my head. Uh, Personal uh, enjoyment. Don't. Don't overthink it. I'll say I'll give it a heavy three and a half. Ooh, like, I, it's close to a four. It, it like I said, that pacing issue. It, it's in like middle of the film where I'm just kind of like, you know, it's like I'm. Tr- it's trying to build up to this moment, and it's just like I think it just takes it's takes way too long for me a little bit, but. I really did enjoy the performances. I think it captures like South Florida very well, or just Florida in general, and like mm-hmm. the young people, the young unambitious people who live there. I would say. I even saw in a still there's a house that looked very Florida in the, the Dude, shot. This whole thing like, just God. reeks of fucking Florida. It's <clears throat> insane. I yeah, I guess it. you wouldn't take much from it if you've never lived in Florida. But yeah, that's. I'm trying to think like 
is like people who are not from Florida who are just like just sitting there watching this movie. I think there is enough there for you to kind of like, you know, definitely get something out of this film. But, you know, if you are from Florida, you've lived in Florida or if you like spend any time there, I think you get so much more out of it. Uh, Yeah. It's a good time. Awesome. Should I uh, should I follow it up or do you have yeah. any? You, you can follow it up. You want to talk about? I have a weird movie I can talk about. A weird movie, but okay. you can you can go and I, I want to hear about. No, I want to hear about this weird movie. It's like the most weirdest movie. I don't know why I put it on. It's not even like a weird like. It's not a surrealist film. It's just. <sighs> All right, this movie stars Keanu Reeves and Winona Ryder, and it came out in 2018. Okay. Oh. Destination Wedding. I have this yeah. on my Amazon list. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what compelled me to watch this, but I just saw it. I'm like, I like Keanu Reeves and I like Winona Ryder. I'm like, this can't be that bad. And so this film is basically about Frank and Lindsay, who are two emotionally broken people who must attend a destination wedding. And it's basically Frank's brother. Uh, wedding and Renota Ryder is his ex-girlfriend and he invites both of them and the whole movie is them just shitting on each other and shitting on other people so you watch I would say an hour and 30 minutes of Keanu Reeves Winona Ryder just going back and forth about just literally just like talking shit to each other or talking shit about the people at the wedding and they have and the best part about it is is that they don't talk to anyone else. There's never a scene where like they're conversing with other people. Like it's only them talking the whole fucking movie. And they it has and another has, person doesn't talk ever. Like they would have they'll go out of the scene to talk to other people, but the camera doesn't follow. It would just stay in place at least with one of the characters. That's interesting. Uh yeah, and it has one of the best uh sex scenes. I've seen Keanu Reeves in. Uh, it was very interesting. It's very awkward. They uh, they almost get attacked by a mountain lion, and then afterwards, I guess that that all that energy builds up to them uh, hooking up in this in this middle of this dirt road, and it's I would I would say it's a uh, well worth their watch just to watch that sex scene. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's a fucking weird... I don't know why I watched this, but it's just a weird fucking movie. It's so weird to me that... I, it's I, just because it's two actors who I wouldn't think... Because I'm talking about it's like, it seems super low budget. Like, you know, mm-hmm. it's probably just like, almost like, they're like, hey, do you have a free week or weekend to <laughs> shoot this? And they're like, yeah, I guess. Does it seem like that's a trend now, though? I feel like 10 years ago, there wasn't a lot of, um like, big stars in VOD shit. I mean, I know that obviously because the streaming world has increased, but like, not only are they just going straight to like fucking streaming, but like, you don't really see the the publicity about it. Like, nobody's talked about this movie. No, that's what I'm trying to figure out. Like, I don't know who convinced them to just do this, or like, was it just something they're like, you know what, this seems like fun. I guess I'll go fucking, you know, I just go do this for the weekend. And it seems super low budget. You know, they have like, it looks like a lot of the rest of the actors were just extras that they just pulled like hey we just need people in the background all our money went to keanu and fucking winona like mm-hmm. like we have one camera so we're just gonna have just shots of them no other coverage just this strange dude yeah it's a weird movie i was just can uh, you score it yeah i can i, I mean i kind of kind of had fun with it if you know what you're expecting if you're not expecting anything too crazy and there is some funny parts because keanu reeves is just acting like a complete dick and i never see that so 
It's mm, great. That's I mean, interesting. He did kill like 200 people in, in the span of two movies. So, uh, oh, more of a right, more of righteous <laughs> kills, though. You know, I mean, he. Uh, yeah, they, they killed his dog. He never acted like a dick. Yeah, him. he wasn't even a piece of shit. He always killed him politely. Yeah. I mean, the pencil. I don't know if that was polite. Subjective. I guess. What so. would you score this? I don't know. Give it a like, light two and a half, heavy three. Light two and a half, heavy <laughs> three. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck does like, that you mean? You know how numbers work, Steve. <laughs> I think what says, you meant to say is a heavy two and a half light three. Yeah, that's what I meant. Right. And I was sitting there start laughing, but it's like I said it wrong. <laughs> nice. No, it's uh it's a weird fucking movie. I say watch it if you're ever just bored. How long is it? Yeah, it's like an hour and thirty. That's that's the uh that's the important part. Nobody's gonna watch if it's over two hours. Yeah, this shit I couldn't imagine this shit being two hours. Like, don't get me wrong, like Yeah, I don't I couldn't imagine hearing them literally just shit on the world for two hours straight. So, yeah. you know, now we're 30 is perfect. Great. And an awkward sex scene, so even better. Hmm. Eh. Any peen or, or anything? Peen. Do you like, we, they don't we get peen shots anymore, right? I mean, I don't think they ever really showed peen, but. <clears throat> yeah, like Gaspar Noe will do it, but like, I don't know. Not all so directors saw, show peen. Would you watch this more if they had like a nice uh, dick shot? Not, not in a sexual way. But like an um, oh, an artistic way. No, but it's just like oh, they really went there. Okay. Okay. No, they kind don't have thing. that. I'm sorry. All right. It usually like uh, it evokes like a certain level of respect. I think. If you like have a that, nice like, dick oh. shot. Yeah. Right. Like, but unless, unless it's even being if, played even for laughs. A, yeah, even if it's a bad movie, I think though, if they go for it, I'm like, eh, I'm not mad at it. I think the best one I've seen was Forgetting Sarah Marshall. <laughs> where she breaks up with him and he like is in his towel and he drops it and you see just straight up dick. <laughs> that is a funny one. I was just not a, I was not a fan of the uh, overnight dick shots. I don't those prosthetic penises. Just, oh yeah, I forgot the prosthetic yeah. penis. It's not movie. enjoyable for me because they looked so not real and weird. It did look very weird. Yeah, but that was still funny leading up to that moment where he's right. like finally reveals it. It was a funny scene for sure. Yeah. All right, Harvey. Um. I watched uh, The Border, or oh, Border. All right, right, this is that movie pass movie. Yeah, it's a, it is a movie pass movie, a movie pass film. They had their little um, animation and stuff. In I, the, I only in know the this because I, um, I I used it as a bonus movie, so it didn't count towards my three films. Oh, yeah. Um, Proud of yourself? But I didn't go see Border. I just went and saw something else. Interesting. <laughs> um, yeah, this is directed by Ali Abbasi. It was directed by or written by um the same person that wrote Let the Right One In, I believe. I'm pretty sure I'm right about that. Yeah, you're right. Um Sense Something Beautiful. When a border guard with a sixth sense for identifying smugglers encounters the first person she cannot prove is guilty, she is forced to confront terrifying revelations about herself and humankind. Um Yeah. So this film um is very interesting. I think if anyone has seen the trailer, you may notice that the two main people in this movie sort of look like Neanderthals or cavemen, which is very interesting. It looks like, uh, was it Geico that had the... Yeah, the caveman. The caveman? Yeah, yeah, it looks like a Geico movie, sort <laughs> of like like they kind of like expanded that universe from the commercials or something. Or is that the is that the twist ending? Yeah, that's what happens at the end. It's a big Geico commercial at the end. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> How fucking funny would that have been? Though? I'm, I'm like, this is the movie of the year. <laughs> What's the fucking Geico uh, tagline? Like, uh, save more money with I don't know. Oh, so easy a caveman can do it. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, so <laughs> this movie follows Tina. Uh, Tina lives in a Sweden town. She works as she works as a border agent. As tourists and 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 many others arrive into the country. Uh, Tina's unique gift of smell makes her the ideal person for this role. She she can not only like smell like illegal substances and contraband, uh, but she can also smell emotions, which which is really interesting. So even if uh, she can't really detect what's what someone has in uh, in their case for whatever reason, um, she can also sense that they're that they're hiding something that they're that they're lying and and I think that's uh, really interesting and it definitely plays into her character and like into um the relationships that she has with like her uh her her friends and uh her colleagues at work it's it's interesting they treat her almost as like like a like a bloodhound like a glorified bloodhound or something it's it's really interesting but um she's done her best to assimilate and carry on with a normal life despite having having these unique abilities and also being uh Neanderthal-esque in, in, in appearance. She um she comes to meet another person that looks just like her. Another person that looks like like a Neanderthal. Um and the reason she has this appearance, the reason she tells us or we learn we learn from her is that she she has a chromosome flaw or in her in her DNA or something like that. And uh, when she meets another person that looks like her, it obviously um, it's a it's a huge shock, but she's because she's never seen anyone like her. And his name is uh, Vor, and she's very attracted to him. Just wait, Vor? Yeah, his name is Vor. Like yeah, yeah Vor. Yeah, like the kink, like the kink, <laughs> like putting things in your mouth. And it's spelled the same way too, which is really interesting. But um, Vor, unlike her, he doesn't do anything to fit in like he he does what he feels is instinctual and he doesn't necessarily conform to, to uh to to like human behavior if that makes sense um he doesn't defy what feels natural or, or good to him to make it easier to fit in with uh with uh normal people which tina has done her entire life this naturally draws tina to vor and the two develop a relationship from that point on um, I think the film identifies a lot with identity, um, like who defines you, uh, how are you defined, and like uh, I guess how you define yourself, or can you even? Um, Tina is caught in this internal and external struggle over identity, and um, I think that's like the main like presiding theme over this entire movie. And Vor attempts to show her who who they are and um and and naturally that comes to conflict with everything she's learned as seeing herself as a normal human and live and living this life um so it sort of throws her entire life into into disarray um there's also like a theme of displacement in this movie um for lack of a better term i guess um and i found that really compelling too without like giving a significant part of the story away um there have been like many instances like in in history specifically in like united states history where like people have been uh 
displaced like from uh from their homes whether it be like uh native americans or uh african american slaves um there's like this recurring uh there's there's this recurring thing in history where people are exploited and sort of stripped of their culture and um i guess all that, that's all i can really say but um there's definitely um a lot of this happening in this film um this is one of the most bizarre fucking movies I've seen in a really long time. It, it's it's difficult to take it all in at first and really, um, really process it, the things that you see and form a, some sort of idea or thought behind it. But this movie is beautiful, uh, especially vi- uh, well specifically visually. It's um it's one of the more like captivating f- films that I've seen this year for sure. Um, the 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 shots of of the wilderness because Tina roams into nature a lot because she feels most comfortable there. Uh, unlike a normal person, she like runs through the fields, fields or in, or in the woods barefoot. And like the shots are just beautiful. Um, the shots of like the, the lakes and, um, it's, it's, it's a beautiful movie. It also has just some of the, the un- most unconventional, um, romantic scenes and, and just romant like romantic uh dynamic how, how how so how does how's uh i'm just curious well it's going to spoil it there's yeah there's all right, then it's, wa- it's uh, very difficult to talk about uh, all right i'll, I'll watch it i'll watch it watch it cuz this entire film like hinges on it seems the, like there's the idea a mystery of who they are and and, and discovering who they are and uh, i think like the most compelling scenes and uh are su- are surrounded around them uh, like figuring that out or or that being explained it's it's difficult to explain but um there's there's some weird shit in this movie um that I, that I don't want to spoil but yeah like i said it, it is it is a very well told well told uh, story and and it is beautiful to look at i think um i think i would give it a light three and a half like a strong three and a half Strong three and a half. Yeah. Hmm. yeah, I thought this looked pretty good. Um, looks intriguing. There's so much to talk about this movie. It's mm. it, maybe we should have saw it. Whoops. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, if I if I find some time this week, which it's looking like I'm gonna have lots of it, I might head out and see it. Yeah. You know, I, just, I would recommend it. It's definitely worth watching. It's. I don't know. This it could go it could go up on a rewatch if I'm honest. Um there's there's a lot in this. Um man, that's I really that's my problem right. Now. I just have zero time to watch like other movies like like outside of the stuff we have to see in theaters. Yeah. Like I'm definitely missing out on I'm probably going to miss out on this until like it probably comes out on Amazon. I'm not going to lie to you guys, which sucks. But. How about how about um and then, you just you just quit your job. I was thinking about it. Can you support me? I could give you the tools for success to support yourself. <laughs> We're going to have a separate podcast. <laughs> it's going to start you. <laughs> and you're going to be teaching me how to live. Yeah. Not how to live, but how to cope <laughs> with being poor. I'm like a motivational, a demotivational, motivational speaker. Expectations? Set them low. Actually, yeah. don't have them at all. Yeah. <laughs> Here's what you do when you have four cents in your bank account. <laughs> uh, 
I don't tell you how to capitalize on the four cents. I just tell you. Don't spend. Yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. You got anything else, Harvey? Um, I watched another movie today. I'll talk about it very briefly because um, I just don't feel like I want to talk about it that much. It's called a. It's called Alambrista. It's um. I think it translates to the illegal, maybe in in Spanish. Um, it was released in 1977, directed by Robert Young. Uh, I guess I'll read the synopsis too. Might as well. After the birth of his first child, Roberto, a young Mexican man, slips across the border into the into the United States, seeking work to support his family back home. He finds that working hard is not enough. Um, it's basically the story of yeah. Like like it says, uh, Roberto, he has a baby, and um, he's basically, I believe he gets laid off, and he can't support his family uh, solely on their farm, so he decides that the best course of action would be to go to the United States for like a, maybe six months to a year, and uh, just make enough money that he can uh, set his family up into like a more comfortable spot. I think it's um, like, were you watching this today? Yeah. Okay. That was, yeah, I noticed when I was walking by. Yeah. Um. So that's what he does, and he meets a lot of um, interesting characters along the way, um, people that show him how things are done in America, uh, whether or not that's good or bad. Um, I guess you find out through the story, and um, you he you see him sort of develop in a way and, and, and really understand, like, American uh, culture and American society. Um, so, like a lot of the stuff is, I, I would imagine, like region specific, because um, I believe he's mostly like in Southern California um, and in Texas for some of the time. Um, but yeah, it it really highlights his uh, his like transformation from from Mexico to the United States and how he's dealing and coping with with the changes and and um, and just feeling like an outsider in, in another country. Um, it it does have a lot of humor though, and I and I found that that was like easily coupled with the with like the seriousness and the uh, the dramatic elements of the movie. It 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 didn't mind getting getting funny, and I think that was a a nice choice. There's some really funny scenes in this actually, um, but yeah, it's uh, I think it may be because. I I looked at uh, Brian Young's filmography. I hadn't really heard of him before, but I think he's made a lot of like Mexican and uh, like Chicano movies. Um, so I think this is a subject matter that he's definitely invested in. Um, I think that this movie may be um, too focused or too hung up, like in that passion and not treated as as an art within itself, if that, if that makes sense. And I think it's, uh, I'm sure this is like a subject that he, that he is deeply passionate about, but I think that, I think a lot of that came before making this, uh, like a, a piece of art or a piece of good filmmaking. Um, there are like a, a lot of questionable sh- uh, shots and, um, like developments with the character, um, and his, uh, like relationships with, uh, with other characters. And there's a lot of, strange choices in this and i think um like visually i think it could have been much more than it is Mm. 
But yeah, it's a it's an interesting movie, and it's actually I didn't watch it on purpose to make it like a topical thing, but I I think um, I don't know people that are I don't know interested in uh, immigration and um, just the people yeah, the I people mean, that experience those things. I think this yeah. is an interesting movie to watch. I mean, yeah. Um, where did you where did you watch this? Uh, Filmstruck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to, yeah, because Filmstruck is shutting down on the 29th. Trying to save it? Oh, that's yeah. why I asked you because I'm like, this is like, where do you watch it? Filmstruck, huh? Like, Shout good luck with on that. The rooftops. Yeah. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm not happy about that. But, it's, um, it's buck wild that they're fucking closing doors. Yeah. I was just I mean, like, it's probably expensive. No, I bet. Like, uh, they, pr- they probably got like servers and shit. And they got like a hundred users. Yeah, yeah, probably like a hundred <laughs> subscribers, and it's like, just probably not worth. And it. And I was one of those fuckers who got the free subscription. I was just like, well, I was like, let me use this for a couple weeks, and then uh, I'm out. Yeah. Um, rest in peace to film, Filmstruck. It's kind of a bummer. But yeah. Until the 29th, you'll get a. I'll probably have a lot more uh, criteria you reviews. <laughs> <laughs> You're just gonna eat this shit up until then. Yeah. I was thinking about getting film struck like a month ago too. And well, you should, got maybe announced. you should have got it. Maybe they wouldn't close down. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, there's things in life that happen, and yeah. Sweet, sweet. Yeah, that's all I got. Thomas, what did you watch? This I've week? had a weird week. All right, guys. I want to um, hear it. Did you watch some weird shit? I watched one documentary. Okay. No, no fucking narratives. That's okay. Besides Overlord. Um, Overlord. So I've been. I I walked in on uh Tappy. She was uh she was watching the Leah Remini docu series about Scientology. And I was kind of getting oh, into it. Oh, this is all right. This is what I've been getting nonstop texts about. But I did not watch. I watched some of that, but like I haven't watched it as a, a complete series. Um, instead, I wanted to do the the other documentary, not the really popular one, the most notorious one, which I should have watched, but I decided I'm going to go backwards. Uh, that one is going clear, the something-something Scientology and Prison of Belief or whatever. Uh, but I, I instead watched this one by Louis uh, Thoreau. He's a British uh, journalist. I really like him. I like his stuff. I just like... Just like watching him talk, to be honest, for some reason. It's like his innocent British accent. <laughs> hey, there's some people who are just like captivating during interviews, Ethan Hawke being one of them. Uh, right, of yeah, course. I get it. So he made a movie called My Scientology Movie. That's the name of it. It's a very interesting take on this. Um, and the, the synopsis goes, Louis Thoreau uh, documents his investigation into what goes on behind the scenes of the infamous Church of Scientology. And basically, what's charming about this little documentary, I really enjoyed this, I'll just say that right from the start, Um, but it is not a very access-heavy documentary. And I think what the point of this this movie is, uh, a lot of people are saying that it's, its flaws are its lack of access, but I disagree. I think its lack of access makes it interesting it gives it an interesting perspective right so basically he's like well i can't go in the church of scientology and talk to anybody because they won't fucking talk to me which is scary you know like you can go to any church in the world and fucking talk to them right but you can't talk to this church and that's that's just alarming right um and so what he does is he grabs people who were super high up in, in scientology to help him understand uh, what things 
were like or how things went down. And then he hires actors to reenact those things for him. It's very interesting. They get Tom Cruise to play in it as a... Really? No, no, no. They get a guy to play Tom Cruise, and he looks hilariously like Tom Cruise with um with sunglasses. Let me see if I can pull up a picture while I'm talking. Um, and he, he tries to uh, have the guy who experienced this shit firsthand to judge which actors are better for the during the audition. Wait, so they reenact actual conversations that have happened, right? That have taken place. Right, but they don't pre- present it like a doc, like a crime, true crime show where they reenact shit. They don't present it like that. You just see the behind the scenes. Like you never get like a a sequence, a, a cinematic sequence of them. You basically get him directing and like and it, it almost feels pointless in a way, but it's actually kind of funny. Um, <laughs> and in this movie, um, as soon as you start, I'm I'm dying to go to L.A. now. As soon as you start making a film about Scientology, they start making a film about you. So he would randomly um, be like working on a piece to his documentary in like a warehouse or whatever that he rented out. And you look across the street and there's people filming him. There's a TV broadcast crew. And then he goes up to the guy. He's like, excuse me, why why are you filming me? And he's like, oh, she paid me to do this. (laughs) Another crew comes another day. Same camera guy. He's like, hey, you're back, man. And he's filming him with his phone. He's filming him with his camera. And they're just having a film battle. And this happens throughout the movie. These fucking henchmen keep coming and and filming shit, and then there's this like there's this facility with barbed wire. Do they that, like gather evidence on you, or what? Like, what they're they're just, probably collecting information. They're collecting information. They're using like they're filming you. All right, I don't know how deep I can go into Scientology on in one fucking podcast. But I think it's like more of like an intimidation thing. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I think it's intimidation, but I think honestly, it, this is like some weird like it's definitely cultish. You know, like they that's oh, man, that's fucking wild. That someone just like they I think, paid him to I go think if you want to watch a movie that's more human and grounded into what it's like to just have some guy start dappling in Scientology documentary making, this movie is is super charming in that sense. Going Queer, from what I understand, is a, a way more in-depth look, a more professional in-depth look at Scientology. But this is just funny because all he's doing is trying to make a documentary about Scientology, and he can't. So he he takes his own you know route, and these people just start showing up. Um, there's people called the Squirrel Busters who, uh, like, and then basically he's all he's around all these SPs all the time. SP in Scientology is a suppressive person. A suppressive basically, person is yeah, not yeah. open up their. Uh... Well, no, not only the suppressive person is someone who speaks out against uh, mm. Scientology. It's fucking fascinating. And David Miscavige, if you guys don't know who that is, that's the leader of Scientology. When L. Ron Hubbard died, um, he basically rose to power exactly like Hitler. There was no ceremony for him to be... There. L. Ron Hubbard never said, okay... I'm dying. Your new leader is David Miscavige. He just like he's like I see an opening, 
and he he fucking assumed the power and he hasn't been on TV since like 92 or something like he won't talk about Scientology anymore. Um obviously the internet is the death of Scientology. That's the reason why their numbers have decreased, but they will tell you otherwise with their propaganda videos and you will see some of that in this film and um I think the the second character besides Louis Thoreau who's the outsider trying to figure all this shit out is um this guy named Marty who used to be a very high ranked um official in Scientology. He he went up the bridge. Now if you're not familiar with the bridge, um you pay your way through these like enlightenment classes and you can reach different ranks of OT something thet- overtime? No, something <laughs> Thetans and Thetans you are get your like Thetan levels up, right? You got to get your Thetan levels up. How do you get your Thetan levels? Up? Is there like a training? It's, it's honestly money, dude. It's fucking. Well, it's money, but you go to get your Thetans read, and basically, the more you contribute, the higher your Thetan level becomes. If I had to compare a Thetan to anything, it's like a karma, like a karma but, orb, like the fifth level of ascension. Okay, I'm cool with like. I mean, sometimes you got to pay your way to move up, but you know, maybe I thought we can like work really hard at it. And train your body to gain more things. You you need them to. You need the church. There's no way you could do it on your own. So did you like this documentary? I really liked it. It's a lot of people. It it honestly doesn't accomplish much except expose how fucking weird Scientology is and how sketchy they are if you try try to film them. If, if he our, goes on a public road and this girl who seems to be intelligent is like filming him and and yelling at him to get off. We own the road. Turns out they didn't own the road. So I want to go to that road. You can honestly just park on that road, pull out any old video camera, and they will flock to you. It's it's fascinating. There there's a oh my god, there's a lot of good shit in this movie, man. It's just awkward shit. Even the reenactments of David Miscavige, they get an actor to play him. He's very violent, they say. Um, but anyways, their their headquarters is a production company in like somewhere out in near Palm Springs, I guess, out in Los Angeles. And you know those security booths that, like, have, you know, you you go through an entrance, you have to pass the security booth to get into, like, a gated community or something like that? That's what they have, right? But they have, like, very staunch gates in front of it, right? You can't get through in a vehicle. Um, All Louis Thoreau does was try to talk to someone in the gate, the blinds are, are folded down, so it looks like it's closed, right? Um, he just he just knocks to see if anybody's there, and then he's just like, "Hello," and he kind of wiggles the doorknob and opens a little bit. All you see is a hand go like that and pull the door back. And it's fucking nobody shows their face. It's it's so fucking creepy. This this shit, man. It's would you it's incredible? How would you I, join? Well, I had this thing, right? No, of course not. Seriously. I wouldn't be able to afford it, to be honest. Um, <laughs> no, it, really, it really is It really is a fucking... You, it's a religious self-help. I want to Google the Church of Scientology and see their, and check out the website, but I feel like they'll start tracking me. Uh, they might. They might start sending you pamphlets for the next 10 years. I've heard shit like that happening, too. I've been down the YouTube rabbit hole, like, insane. There's um. There's a Church of Scientology in Tampa. Uh, There's one here too. Yeah, it's a. They have a really nice building. It's called, it's called uh, e- Ebor Square, mm-hmm. and um, people were very upset when they bought the building. It's like a. It's like a historic building. In they're, yeah, they're rooted in 
Clearwater, I yeah. think. Yeah. They have the, I think it's called the Flag Building in the Clearwater. It's like this massive building. And it's, uh, it's a really nice building, too. But, um, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I really enjoy this. I think it's like you, Steve. This is a a, a movie for you to just. I kind of. I really want to watch this right now, <laughs> dude. It's so fun. It's one. It's a very casual movie. You could go in your room. I love. And just I love. Chill. I love documentaries that are just seems like those kind of stress me out. Though I can't. I like it. Like, they like stress me out. With this one, isn't very stressful though. It's kind of funny, to be honest. It's it's not presented as serious as all the other Scientology documentaries, and I like that about it. And I think it's charming. I'll, I'll check it out. Where did you watch this bad boy? It's on Netflix right now. Whew. Yeah, I have that, dude. Just watch it tonight, dude. Just chill, drink some like I don't know what you drink tea. Drink some tea, <laughs> and just chill in your room. Maybe you can have your laptop open and work, and then you can fucking literally watch it. Mm-hmm. Maybe a candle. Yeah, maybe a candle too. But I would give this a four stars out of the documentary scale. I don't really rate docs because they're based on how much access and. You don't get creative. You can really get creative with the dog. You could get creative, but at the end of the day, you're very limited on what what the the story is told to you. You don't tell the story. Hmm. You arrange the story that was told to you. But yeah, that's why I don't really like rating docs. But I'll rate it based on enjoyment. All right, cool. Anything else? That's all I watch, man. All right, far out. Plus a million videos on YouTube on Scientology. What was your What was the funniest one? What video? Yeah, honestly, there's a great compilation of Tom Cruise in that big <laughs> award ceremony that they have. That's oh, yeah. pretty funny. Um, but overall, does he win like fucking like Scientologist of the year? year yeah, <laughs> and that dude, it looks like the Oscars, dude. Like it looks like yeah, a fucking. I've seen a couple of them um, before. But Joe Rogan has had many great people on that will give you a abundance of information. He's had David Miscavige's father on his show. He's had Leah Remini on his show. He's had uh, and Louis Thoreau on his show. I think he's had one more prominent ex-Scientologist, I think. Crazy shit, man. It and it's like so rooted in Hollywood. It makes me hate fucking Hollywood, how gross they can be. So many people are in that shit, you know? Like uh, Giovanni Ravisi. Yeah. Is that his name? I saw him Ravisi. Re- I saw him recently in uh, Williamsburg. He's in that shit, man. <laughs> These are intelligent, wealthy people. You want to take them down? No, I don't want to take them down. But what's your theory on, like, if I were to go into the church um, on in Midtown today, do you think they'd get me? Or do yeah, you think they, I'm, I'm 100% sure, Tom. I don't think they so. They would get your ass. No, you, you think my stubbornness would allow? I, I, like, became an atheist naturally at, like, fucking seven. Oh, you're, you're, uh... You're a prodigy. You're just like no. Natural. I just I don't know. His I first just, words were "God's not real." <laughs> God's not real. God's, God's dead. <laughs> I don't know, man. I can't imagine a scenario where they could get me. Like, I'm such a skeptic about everything, even coupons. I'm like, what's the catch? <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> I don't do that shit. All right, can we get a clip? <laughs> yeah, we're gonna be talking about. Let's move on. We're gonna be talk. I talked a, quite a bit about that movie, but man, is it fun! Um, yeah, let's let's talk about Overlord. Here's a clip. What happened, Dan? Yeah, I found him inside the church. 
Crowds grabbed me as soon as I hit the ground. Inside the church? How did you get inside the church? Dead bodies. What? Slow down. Slow down. They're doing experiments on them in there. They're doing experiments on the villagers. What? Just like her aunt. They're burning people with these flamethrowers and they're still moving the bodies. Cocoon things in there. Did you get eyes on the tower compound? She doesn't have a body and she's still she's still talking and I saw Rosenfeld. Did you get eyes on the tower compound? The tower basin yeah. is below the ground. But there's more than that down there. Okay. Look. Okay. Overlord. A little squad of American soldiers. What the fuck? What was that? They call is it a little box? squad. No, this is IMDb. Oh. A little squad of American soldiers find horror behind enemy lines on the eve of D-Day. This is uh, coming at us from director Julius Avery, uh, written by Billy Ray. Billy Ray Cyrus? No, not Billy Ray Cyrus. <laughs> that, that's what he, that's what he's been working on. <laughs> and uh, Mark Smith. <laughs> Actors include uh, Jovan Adepo, Wyatt Russell, uh, Matilda Olivier. We got Pilo Azbeck. Yeah. You're going to name the whole cast? The whole fucking cast. There's only 10 people. That's top movie. build. Okay, I'll stop there. Um, what did you guys think of Overlord? Let me get some water real quick. That's gonna, does that mean you're going first? <laughs> I mean, I yeah. Get, uh, but I mean, Harvey, do you have? <laughs> um. Okay. So we pretty much watched this from the perspective of Boyce, who's played by um. I don't really know how to say his name, but I think it's uh, Joven or Joven uh, Adepo. Um, probably Joven. Joven. Right? Probably Joven Adepo. Um, we get, we watch the, yeah, we're pretty much in his perspective for the majority of the movie. He, um, he's pretty much a fresh recruit into the army, the paratroopers. Um, he mentions at one point that three months ago he was, uh, mowing lawn, mowing his lawn. And then he gets a letter from the U S army and or the U S government. And now he's in, uh, fight the good in fight. France, yeah. yeah, flying over France about the paratroop, um, uh, <laughs> So yeah, his uh his squadron kind of gets blown to shit in the air, and um, he ends up landing in the river and a bar- bar- uh, barely avoiding capture, um, and then he finds himself in this town in France and uh, he meets up with a couple of people from his squad. Only a few made it, and they have the mission of taking out this uh, this tower, this tower that's sitting at like the top of this uh, large building that's like it sort of looks like it's into the mountain, like it's buried in the mountain or built into the mountain. Um, yeah, but their mission is to destroy the tower because I believe the, the air force can't, I don't know. The air force can't find so the targets because of their, they're, it's like disrupting their, yeah, they're their jamming. radar. Yeah. Like they're jamming, their, jamming their, their radars radar. or something like that. So it's to destroy the tower. The, the, the plot itself really isn't that important or the mission. Um, so, what this movie is about is when they get there, there's fucking zombies there. There's Nazi zombies. Um, so, yeah, the rest of the movie is just sort of them trying to handle their task, their mission of blowing up this tower. Also dealing with the conflict that uh, these people are experimenting, experimenting on people and creating a thousand year army. Mm-hmm. Um, let me see. 
I really like the first twenty minutes of this movie. The opening was fucking great. I thought, yeah, yeah like, like with that the planes, was. I felt a lot. There's a lot of CGI, but it it, it looks pretty cool. <laughs> um, CGI is, was definitely not as noticeable on the big screen, but if you watch this at home, you'll notice it. But yeah, as far as attention goes, okay. that first scene was. I thought I thought they did a really start. Yeah, it was a really strong. Yeah, start. the um, like the just the visceral uh, chaos, the bullets ripping through the plane and yeah i think all oh, that's in the trailer actually and um yeah some pretty pretty cool stuff really well done i think they blew their entire like budget and um everything on, yeah everything on that, else on that first because everything else is just them just chilling out in the houses for, for the most part but yeah <laughs> all right it's cool to see it was it was really nice um, do you feel like i'm gonna be honest and i don't know if this is a spoiler if it is we'll bleep it but do you feel like there weren't enough zombies yeah, that I is... felt like I felt like I got kind of cheated because the trailer made it seem like it was a completely different movie. Yeah, I mean, if you want to just dive into it, yeah, okay, that, that, that's the a... thing. This didn't. This is not the movie that yeah, the trailer. The trailer was, the trailer was yeah. uh, a big fat liar. There yeah. Was, there, yeah, there weren't any zombies in it, and on, if I'm honest, there wasn't that level of uh, like brutality. That that's I was what I was expecting. hoping. Yeah, I was, I was hoping... expecting to see skulls get smashed in. I was, I was expecting some, like some fucked up he- shit. Just headshots. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was going to be like like um, like a serious Nazi zombie land or I something. I thought, yeah. this is my impression, and this is probably what everyone thought. They literally thought this was going to be, uh, why am I blanking on Tarantino film? I love this fucking movie. And I can't Dust fuck... Dust of Dawn? No, the fucking Tarantino... Well, actually, that's a good comparison too, but... uh. Uh no the fuck uh, uh Inglorious Bastard Inglorious Bastard right. I was completely uh, blanking on it uh yeah. but no that's how the way the trailer kind of gives it away it's gonna be this very high action yeah, high Bastard. momentum there's even like, a very similar scene the first scene in Inglorious Bastard is very similar to a scene in the uh yeah. yeah that is true and and that's the thing this movie it sells itself as this high octane like kind of like movie and when we picked it last week I was thinking like. Man, I'm really like I'm actually in the mood for that. Like, I really want to watch this high action yeah. film with like like over the top like gore and you know what's nothing's more fun than watching fucking Nazi zombies getting like torn to pieces. But uh, you, we got one Nazi zombie, and then we got maybe I think maybe there was five in total in the whole film. Maybe. I don't know. I feel like and it some does of them don't really count, really. But yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. the thing is, this movie starts off so strong, and then once we reach maybe like after the first twenty, thirty minutes, it just halts, and it just really just slows down to a crawl. The crazy thing was, I looked at the runtime before going into it, and I noticed in the movie an hour had gone by. I was like, "Whoa, there's not a lot of time left," and yeah. and there hasn't been any like action sequences. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah, and then right at the end, we get, I would say, obviously, the biggest, like, moments in the film that you've probably seen in the trailer as well, and it's just like, I don't know, it just kind of, like, left me wanting. That's the whole thing about this movie. It made me want more, or at least something, and I don't even think we got what we initially, like, paid for, I guess you can say. Yeah. Um, yeah, these are, this is definitely, like, uh, my biggest concern with the movie, or the the biggest uh, disappointment uh, there wasn't enough uh, like I said brutality and there wasn't enough Nazi zombies um, and that's why I figured they blew their entire budget on that yeah, the first uh, like the first twenty minutes <laughs> yeah there wasn't much of anything else Honestly, the rest of like, the movie is just them hanging dur- out during the house. that first <laughs> sequence I was like oh shit this is gonna be a sleeper hit 
Yeah, I was I was ready, dude. I, I was, was like, like this. If it's like this, the whole I was way like, this is gonna be the new Brawl and Cellbox ninety nine or some shit. Like, because it was like somehow that that first twenty minutes had like that like that fun you're looking for that very brutal visceral action, but also has like kind of heaviness and weight to it because you're seeing it through Boys's eyes and Boys is not a traditional action star. He's not you know a typical grab a gun and just start firing away. No, he's afraid. Yeah. And I think that was a great angle to go about the film. Like, it seeing was. someone who was genuinely terrified and he didn't want to deal with this, and you see him grow throughout the film, realizing that he has to sometimes push through. Yeah. But, yeah, it just, I don't know why it meanders. I, like, I really don't understand. It was just such a weird... Yeah. There, were, there were strange choices made. Um, but I do think that, um, yeah, telling, telling it from a boy's eyes or from his perspective is... Um, one of the things I did like about this, he is basically trying to survive. He's he's terrified. He's like um, freaking out in the plane in the beginning of the movie. And I think that's in the trailer as well. And you can tell he does not want to be there. He didn't volunteer, and he's fucking he's scared out of his mind. And it becomes sort of a a survival uh, story to a degree. Um, I like that, but I think it is handled kind of poorly towards the end. I think that his uh. His growth and his character by the end of the movie didn't align with like the like the character I think we started off with, and I don't think uh, it was like a very linear or 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 logical growth. It, it, I don't know. You know what I mean? I, 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 I guess I, you can't I, really say what he he's. I don't know. He just says like some shit at the end, and I'm like, why is he saying? Yeah, this? because before, yeah, I know. I think I know what line you're saying, yeah. and it just didn't seem it didn't seem to line up like with his actual like. His character, like it, did, like a lot of the choices near the end, I feel like they were just like, all right, well, we gotta, we gotta wrap this up. Yeah. So we have to, like, we have to hit all these points before the movie's over. We have to give the people action, and we got a little bit of it. Yeah. We also, I would have liked to have seen the the actual experimenting. I oh think, yeah. I think that could have been powerful. Like that could have, you could have gotten so much like body horror out of. Um, we, seeing like the effects and the like, we got a really cool. We got one moment, and I feel like we didn't get enough of that. The attic, not the not the. I think the attic was kind of. I was talking about the uh the scene with the needle, like that shit when he's like pulling this giant fucking oh, yeah, tube. Yeah, 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 I was just yeah, like, yeah. I thought we we're gonna get more of that, and we just didn't at all. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I agree. I think I enjoyed some some of the like. I wouldn't say that after the first um act. I didn't enjoy any of it because I enjoyed some of it. Yeah, it wasn't like um, it wasn't bad. It was just a just, weird choice. This is a lot of a lot of heavy lows. You I know? think. Yeah, I think uh, the the sh- <laughs> the look of it also was um, a little bit off for me, especially the, the shot choices. Um, I don't think this is shot very well. If I'm honest, it was especially during the action sequences. There were. Some that were just kind of lackluster, I think. It, yeah, it was very sophomore cinematography. Yeah. Um, what else was I, I going to say? CGI something. was pretty fucking bad. Yeah. <laughs> was it? At the end. Oh. It just reminded yeah. me of some shit from like, remember The Mummy 2? Yeah. Like, I'm not saying it's that bad, but it just, it was that weird disconnect when you're like, yeah. you're, you know, it's just like, it's like, oh, this is just too obvious mm. that it is like, and it's kind of bothering me. It's, I don't know. It took me out of the film a bit. Yeah. I was hoping for more like more practical effects too. I'm a big proponent. Like if you have the choice, and if the f- movie calls for, it, I don't think you you know budgetary restrictions obviously. But 
like there's a movie I'm going to bring up at at the end with, during our topic that I think does a great job and a great use of fucking practical effects. I think this and this film doesn't even try to do it, even though it, it kind of calls for it. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I think there were some opportunities, but like I said, because of the lack of, I don't know. I think there weren't many opportunities opportunities for it, if I'm honest. And I think that's a problem with this movie. Um, there wasn't enough gore. There wasn't enough body horror or zombies. I just don't know why they this. It's such an interesting. It's an interesting movie and how the way they try to sell it or spin it. Like I understand, like, like this probably be a really fun project to work on. Like hands down, someone brought this up to me. Like, yo, you want to work? I'm like, fuck yeah. But it's just like I don't know why it slowed down for so fucking long. Yeah. Like I like. There's obviously you have to push the story story. We have to get to know the characters so we understand the stakes a little bit. But even those moments, even at the end, I was just like. There was no like moment where I'm like I cared for everyone. Yeah. You know? Like and that's bad, especially if you spend like a good chunk of your movie trying to develop these people. Yeah, kind of drop the ball yeah. here. I think just during that middle part there's just so much explanation for the story and um the mission and uh you know like the history of the like the town and with the Nazis. There's there's a lot of explaining and then there's a lot of planning, but there's like it's just minimal action, and it, it, it starts do, to lull. Do you think th- this movie should have been a little bit more uh, tongue in cheek, like more? It should have no, because it knows what it is, or it should know what it is, and like I think they should have went a different route. Yeah, I I I, I agree. It could have been like better it, had they gone that route, like just um, not not taking itself I too just, seriously. I just too think um, I'm not I I'm no screenwriter, but I'm just <laughs> amazed that. They didn't like they. All right, so like, what about this idea where you where you confine them to the underground and they can't get out? Yeah, and it's like don't breathe, but with zombies in World War Two. Yeah, it's like, like behind at least the lines. last half could be like that, but yeah. they don't do it like that. It's very strange. Like, I think everything that was set up. I think if they were like, we could have kept the first twenty thirty minutes right, and then instead of dropping them down and. Uh, onto like behind enemy lines and they're like in this village and just sit around for like good portion of the movie maybe if we'd have dropped them like in the fucking castle or somewhere where they're stuck and they have to get out i think that would have brought like really great attention to the film like it's just like it would have kept up the pace the action like i don't know it's just a weird choice and i think that's i think that's what bothers me the most at the end of the movie i'm like it's like i didn't hate it there wasn't i think there's like some good elements and like you know, there was moments where I'm like, I'm having a good time, but, you know, it yeah. still wasn't the movie I was expecting it to be. So I just wish they, just the movie just needed more adrenaline pumped throughout without putting it in very small sections of the movie. Yeah, just the beginning yeah. and the end. <laughs> I think, like, fundamentally, this was like a, like a get-in movie. They have to break in and not necessarily a get-out movie. Mm-hmm. And for the most part, they're figuring out how to get in instead of them being in the middle of it and dealing with these zombies and figuring out a way to get out, I think that would have brought more action to the movie and a lot less uh, hiding in fucking attics or yeah. discussing plants. Or, like, there, like, you could keep everything in the fucking movie uh, the way you were kind of, like, building up to that moment in the end when they have to get in, but at least making it like they drop in this village and they're like, why is no one here? And then fucking have zombies. Like, it's so fucking easy. All right. That, I'm not saying screen is easy. Right. That's but that's what like, I mean, that yeah. part is just like, that's how you 
that's momentum. Yeah, this was at that's least like compelling. momentum. Like that would have been my first choice. Yeah, instantly, like it's like they, like it's a simple concept. It's not like you're trying to fucking write like a masterpiece here. You know, you know what this movie is, and everyone knows what it's trying to be. It's trying to have that grind, that grindhouse flavor. That's how the way they try to sell it. Yeah. You know, I heard. Uh, I've never seen it, but I heard uh, th- that Planet Terror is that the one with the zombies? Yeah, I've seen it. I haven't seen it, but I heard that was like. That's what I fundamentally thought this would be, or something like that. Yeah, kind of, kind of sold like that. Uh, maybe like, a little uh, darker. Yeah, Dead Snow. Have you guys seen Dead Snow? I heard about that. No. Is it good? It's okay. It's it it it's definitely um, it has a better sense of what it is than than this film does. If that makes sense. Do you think this is a problem with uh, not to shit on JJ, but I, but I don't think JJ had much to do with this. Well, no, I'm just I'm not saying I'm not saying he had direct influence, but I feel like. Lately, it's just like it seems like the projects like Bad Robot is like working on just mm-hmm. don't know what they are. Like, think about the last movie, Paradox. I think like they, it's like it's like a weird identity crisis. I think from uh, like a business perspective, they're just trying to branch out. And um, <laughs> if this I'm is, honest, I think this that, is this is producer Harvey talking right now. Big <laughs> yeah, business. I think I think they're just uh, trying to. I think they're trying to like fund more projects and um, just try to increase their. Revenue, if I'm honest. Try to increase their likelihood of getting money back. That's what yeah. I, I think is happening. And I think this will probably be a success for them. I don't know if it's done well or not. But Yes, this movie's sitting at about like 80% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is slightly high. Yeah, I think that's slightly, slightly high. Slightly high. I was talking but, about uh, but, sales. But, oh, yeah. I, don't, I don't trust Rotten Tomatoes. Right, it's just a pass or fail system. It doesn't really work. Um, it does, Tom, you don't seem too hot on this. I'm actually I I would be surprised if I rated it higher than you guys. Um, I liked it, but I don't know. I just like the I'm, very mo- the most minimum like you can really have. Yeah, it's it's one movie that you'll th- that you probably think about years from now. Like you're, I'm not gonna. I I forgot I watched this today. <laughs> like I thought about it, I'm like it's like what movie did I watch? I've this actually week? been like, thinking oh, about that. the the first scene a lot, and um, it may it actually sparked an idea for the podcast for me. Um, what should we become like a World War Two podcast? N- no, we'll no. do that when we're fifty-two. Oh, yeah, that'll be great. <laughs> I still don't. We'll, no, because we'll probably be fighting in World War Three, so we'll do like we'll be vets and we'll talk about World War Three. Uh, no, no, I had this idea right that um, around Oscar time we could do our top ten on one episode of the year, but we could also do another uh, topic somewhere around that time frame where we. We award films, something like we we each vote and then like pick a winner. Uh, we so award Kenny, films. Uh, we could do best best action scene of the year, best um, personally our best actor of the year, maybe like ones that weren't nominated for for uh, awards. We could do like best uh, best kissing. I don't know. Best kissing no, scene. No, I'm just kidding. But you know, best um, like obscure awards. Yeah, I don't care. That sounds like fun. I'm down. Yeah. You want to make the want to make a list? We could probably write it up or something. But like, yeah, obscure awards, not as simple as best best anything. actor, but Just like, like best yeah, best kissing scene. I got yeah, a name. What's that? I got a name. All right, what? Drop it. <laughs> it's never mind. It's not a good name. <laughs> <laughs> what? No, getting cold feet. Come on, let's hear it. Well, I because it sounds like the like the the Dundies. From the office, yeah. Right. So I was gonna think like the film D's, the film D's. 
<laughs> well, fuck. You know what? You try. I regret. Telling you, you're me. on the right track. Um, you're, your I'll head's in the up, right I'll, place. I'll come up with something. But this is not. It's actually another film podcast I've listened to in the past that does that too. But they, they just call it their top ten of the year is the blank T's. You know, I won't say the name of the podcast because we don't do free press or free. We got to pay for. They got to pay for it. Uh, yeah. But anyways, I I feel like this. Could be a contender for like that best action sequence of 2018 or whatever. Mm-hmm. Of course, I don't believe Dunkirk is coming out this year, so won't uh, won't be. You know, it's also Mission Impossible. So right, I would I would say that's the only thing it has to compete with right now. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I'm on Letterbox, and I'm, I feel like everyone has the same vibe for this film. It's like it's just you know, it's they liked it. I don't know when you think of other films and. I don't know, like, think of, like, exciting, like, especially films with a lot of gore and, uh, and and deaths. I don't know. They could have been so creative and so, like, funny and, like, just show some self-awareness with the deaths. Yeah. Like, these deaths are, I don't know, they're, they're half boring. The, half the, the squad, the, or, like, I would say majority of the squad, like, 90% of them die in the plane. Yeah, that is true. And like, it's just like if you would have, if you would have had like more people, yeah. And I don't know, like, just I don't know, just have fun with the fuck. Yeah, there, there, there was a lot of missing fun from this movie. What? I don't. That's the thing too. It's just like all this character development for what? Like, I didn't feel for any one of them. Like, no. it was never a moment where I'm like, it's like I cared. I think there was one person I cared about. Not even. I just it was just kind of yeah. shitty. It was the guy that was writing the book. Because oh, yeah. that was fun. <laughs> see, that's what I'm saying. There was like a moment like that where it just like that was it was kind of funny, but kind of sad. You're like, oh shit. I mean, yeah. That book will never be released. Nope. <laughs> All right. Well, you guys want to rate it? Yeah. Steve, drop it. Uh, I hate to be a fuck. I, I don't. I hate to be this guy, but honestly, it really just didn't leave me with anything to write home about. I'll probably forget about it in a week or two. Jesus. Uh, if you know what, some people might get something out of it. Uh, so if you like zombies and if you like Nazis, I would I mean, say it, if you like zombies, watch because, this movie. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. they're barely in it. But if you like World War Two films, I mean, the production design was really cool in the lab. Like that was that was nice, right? Sure. No, uh, I'd say a two and a half. Like fuck, I really just a part of me can't give it a three because I feel like it just didn't do enough to even like. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to give it a three. Light three. I'm talking diet three. Um, Just for that that opening sequence, I'll give it that half star bump. Okay. But take that with a grain of salt. It's not that great. Yeah. It's, it's nothing it's the, right it's the lightest three on my on my list of yeah, 2018 if you, films. If you look <laughs> at Tom's chart and break it down, it's yeah. the lightest you can get. Like there are three star films this year that are much better. Exactly. All right. Um. Yeah, four to five. A, yeah, it's a four and a half out of five. For me. No, it's a <laughs> perfect. I would say it's a pretty light three for me as well. It's uh it's not a bad movie by any means, but it's it doesn't do anything new or exciting or or spectacular in any way. And I think that's the biggest problem with this. Um. Yeah, I like uh, what's that guy's name? Uh, Bakeem Woodbine. He like plays their uh, commanding officer. Yeah. Um, I don't know how fucking. I don't think that would be historically accurate. At no, those means no. I was, have like a black. Uh, no, not at all. Commanding officer, but um, 
Yeah, I thought he. I was excited when I saw him, and I thought he was gonna be in more of the movie. But he, he I mean, I don't think it's a spoiler. But he gets fucking taken up. He got taken out pretty quickly. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I don't know if anyone knows, but a lot of these people get taken out very quickly. Yeah. Um. Yeah, this could have been so much more. And that's what the potential squandered. Yeah, that's what disappoints me the most. Yeah, that's what I've never. Yeah, I don't think I've seen a, a Nazi zombie movie with this. In a theater, like with yeah, a big with, budget, with, 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 yeah, with this level of budget and with a, a company like Bad Robot backing them, but yeah, it was just middle of the road. Is this movie rated R? Uh, I would imagine so. Has to be, yeah. There was a yeah. Too much gore. It doesn't I mean, have not a, a lot of gore. No, not really enough. But I mean, enough, it gives them enough, enough to get them to the be, R. Yeah. Which, if you have the R, take it and run. I mean, they, yeah. did, they didn't quite do that. All right, cool. Um, next week. We gotta watch a movie, of course, as we do every week. <laughs> uh, but this week, it's a little bit bigger of a film, I think. Could be Oscar-ish movie. Are you talking about uh, the new Harry Potter movie? Mm, yeah. If if you if we were all to vote on that, um, I'd be out, and I would not. You don't want to watch Harry Potter? Uh, first of all, it's a it's a it's a sequel to a spinoff. And I'm I'm done. I'm just, if you guys were to vote, I don't know for if that. you guys know this, but Tom is done watching anything that's like like we were talking about Aquaman the other day. It's just like, I can't fucking do it, dude. That trailer, like, <laughs> it's like, it's, dude, I can't do it either. It, it's so bad that I want to see it though. No, <laughs> like, I see. remember that part in the trailer. He's like, worst prep talk ever. Yeah. I was just like, dude, this is worst fucking prep talk ever. Like, who, you write write this shit in 1996. Yeah. <laughs> Right I was just like amazed that we're we're at this point. Yeah. Um, now there's is... a movie by a masterful skill uh skilled filmmaker coming out next week called Widows, and I feel like it's the best choice. If uh, you get... Steve McQueen. Yeah, Steve McQueen movie. Um if you guys want to do something else, which I don't advise again or I advise against that. I was thinking about uh, watching Harry Potter two and we the got, secrets. There's another one. Um, it's limited though, so maybe we could do it the week after. No, no, the week after is Creed two. Never mind. No, Creed two is uh, obviously a choice. Yeah, we'll watch Creed two for sure. Um, but there's there's another one, Green Book with Mahershala Ali and uh, oh, Viggo yeah, Mortensen. That looks good. I like even though he's under scrutiny for using the N word, but it's very stretched. He used it in context at a Q and A. Um, poor guy. Uh, <laughs> No, I'm just saying, like, the articles, man, the fucking news articles. Like, he obviously meant well when he was making a point about racism. But, whatever. Um, I on really our, think that's our, it, though. On our other show, we'll talk about there's, it in depth. There's a movie called Instant Family? What is that? No, that's oh, not that's, real. That's with uh, Mark, Mark, Mark Wahlberg. Looks terrible. I, I almost said Mark Ruffalo. Yeah. That's how, and that's how much there's, I know about the movie. put that evil on Mark Ruffalo? He <laughs> <laughs> would never do that. Uh <laughs> I say Widows. Um, Widows is a good choice. Uh, I'm not doing Fantastic Beasts, that's for sure. What was the other op- What was the other option? I mean, Instant Green Family Book. is a big release. Oh, yeah, Green, Green Book. Green uh, Book is limited. I want to see Green, Green Book, Book as well. Looks interesting. Yeah. Um, I think Widows might. Be I don't like it because they don't. They play. Uh, never mind. What? Never mind. Never mind. Because <laughs> <laughs> okay. they play. They're playing modern music in the trailer, and I just don't like that. Oh, that's, oh yeah, that's yeah. Annoying. That's like yeah. yeah it's an epic. They did that in the the credits for yeah, like modern popular music. Yeah, 
But yeah, I go Shaq. Tarantino does it. I like it when Tarantino does it. Yeah, you're right. Like that Rick, fucking like Rick, Rick Ross, Ross shit. That's yeah, yeah, shit that, that makes that makes sense for some reason. <laughs> he knows how to do it. That's yeah, right. he he does. I don't know how or why. He's a fucking genius. Yeah, I'm I'm down for widows. Yeah, I think widows. I think I like the. I don't know. I like how, I like a lot about that trailer. So I I'm, I'm down for that. Yeah, I haven't seen anything by Steve McQueen in a while. So it's been like how long? I mean, he won Best Picture a couple. Years Two, ago, three, three, four. Yeah, it's, a, years it's, been, ago. it's been a minute then. Yeah, so but yeah, I'm down. We we know what kind of fucking filmmaker he is, and I think it'll be worth watching. This seems a little different from everything else he's done, though. Mm-hmm. Don't you get that vibe? Yeah, it looks a little bit more actiony. Yeah, yeah. It looks like uh, like when I watched the trailer, um, I was like, damn, I bet Antoine Fuqua made this, and then it showed up <laughs> in Steve McQueen. I'm like, oh damn. You got a point. All right. Let's move on. Or maybe James Wan. Let's talk body horror. You guys. Uh, Why you say it like that? We're going to be discussing some iconic body horror and what makes body horror different than traditional, I guess, horror. And uh, yeah, I don't know. So essentially, what do you guys think body horror is? I think it's pretty obvious. Um, I personally think body horror would be just any any type of like disturbing imagery that uh, occurs with the human anatomy, right? Like it doesn't always have to be like cutting or slicing up a body. It could it could be anything. It could be like a a movie that came out. I don't want to spoil it in case someone wants to talk about it, but. Yeah, human body shit, you know, like uh, we've all seen it, you know, human centipede would be body horror, I suppose. Yeah, Ugh, I haven't seen it, but it just makes me want to vomit just thinking about it. Yeah. Who yeah. wants to talk about it first? Um, let's get the expert on this shit. Let's, let's Thomas. Get... Whoa. Whoa. All right, Harvey. You Harvey. I'm not an expert at all on this, um, but earlier when I was Googling uh, best body horror, yeah. I accidentally googled best, best buddy horror. <laughs> best buddy what did horror it? What did it movies. give you? Uh, some weird some Tucker weird and stuff. Dale. <laughs> Tucker and Dale versus Evil. No, it actually gave me a Die Hard. Um, but uh, yeah, body horror made popular would I would say by Cronenberg for the most part. Am I wrong in that? Or oh, uh, I mean, I, I yeah, yeah, I'll, he I'll definitely say, didn't invent it. But, no, he didn't yeah. invent it, but he definitely. I think I think he did a lot that um sort of expanded the yeah. the subgenre. I think a lot of Japanese people did it too, but I think what what Cronenberg did was separate body horror um sharply from regular horror. Like I feel like body horror before that was just mm-hmm. jumbled in with horror. Yeah. It didn't stand on its own as much. That yeah, I don't makes, know, like, it's like what makes, makes because that's the question I've always had, like, a film could be a horror film, but can have, like, body horror, like, like, those elements, but does it make it a body horror film at that point? Like, I don't, I mean, like, th- what really makes it that? Like, can it really be its own thing? Is it just a horror film with just these? I think it can be its own thing, because I if think. The, it's like, so, like, Hostel, all... like, Saw, like, those films are all body horror. Right. And yeah, it's, it's in its way. If the horror is, I think, mostly contained in the the mutilation, the mutilation of a body, then yeah, okay. I, would, I, would say I think the movie I want to talk about is actually not even a horror movie. The movie I want to talk about. 
hope it's not the same one. It's definitely a horror movie. And I, I bring it up on the podcast a couple times as a reference point for uh, one of my like remakes for horror movies. Uh, I think Harvey knows what I'm what I'm talking about. I actually don't. Really? Uh, so one of my favorite. I don't. And I don't. You know, it's crazy. I didn't watch this like when I was a kid. I watched this like in college, and I'm like, I fell in love with the the whole. And the funny thing is, I watched the third one in the series before I watched the first two. And I still didn't know what it was. I didn't know there was other movies in this franchise. And it's uh, Evil Dead. Okay. I think that I think it combines. It's a, it's a little ludicrous, but uh, I think I think it just combines or it does a really great job using practical effects and like that element of body horror to like I don't know ramp up the story. Just like make it. I don't know. It really just pushed things to the next level. And then uh, the remake that came out like in two thousand. 11 2012 like 2011 yeah uh evil dead didn't it took certain elements of the original film but what it did keep was that element of body horror and i think it did a great job like that fucking movie was so insane so dark so dirty so fucking gritty but it just does it so well and the practical effects are phenomenal like like the 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 scene where she's cutting up cutting her own face off is yeah. insane. I love that scene when they first get that reveal. Yeah. Um, or where she was like burning herself. Oh my God. Fucking yeah. movie's Funny crazy. story. What? I went to like a company outing and saw that movie, uh, Evil Dead in theaters. Yeah. And um, the, like the, I didn't expect that, that amount of uh, like body horror and uh, just like mutilation in it. And um, I know the other people definitely weren't expecting that. <laughs> they were very uncomfortable. <laughs> and, and I was sitting there like, oh shit, this is amazing. They were like very uncomfortable. Dude, that shit. Have you seen that, Tom? I never watched the remake. No, no, uh, that's something you should. I think I think you get a lot out of it because it's not a typical. Yeah, I mean there ha- there's moments of tropes, but there it, it plays well within the genre. It's supposed to be that way. It's it's. I mean, it, in its way, it's it's remaking a camp. It was, it was a solid remake. It's it's weird because you wouldn't think they would have done it right, but they did. I feel, in my opinion, mm-hmm. and it just captures the essence. Oh, man, I fucking love that movie. I think that embodies a little bit what body horror is to me. It's not. It, it is an element within that film. It's not really like it doesn't. It doesn't stand on its own, saying like, "Oh, there's a body horror, like a body horror film." It's it. It is its own. It's an element of the film that it like brings it to another level, and it's amazing. Right, and you know, if the film does it lean more towards like thrills or or disgusting body horror. What what's the main source of uh, disturbing I think content? It's, yeah, that's yeah. I think that's what honestly just oh man. Like I, it kind of bothers me that Overlord didn't do it. <laughs> yeah, they dropped the ball a little bit. Like, but the, not only did they not do the body horror much, but they didn't do the enough. Like they could have at least made it like th- suspenseful. Yeah, like the I don't know, just the suspense and uh, yeah. Uh, I don't know, the, the, just the terror that comes yeah. along with uh, trying to escape from zombies and hiding from zombies and you know, killing like, zombies. There's none of that. You know what's crazy? You know who did it better and it's not even a fucking horror movie? It's 127 hours. That's <laughs> like it has body horror elements okay. when he gets trapped in the, under the well, bullet. I think most of the movie doesn't <laughs> oh, yeah, use d- that, but there is, yeah. It has like this element and honestly, everyone's like, that's what's building up. That is like the that was like the, the climax i would say like that moment where you're like oh man he's actually gonna fucking do the it the problem is you know it's coming yeah yeah <laughs> still pretty um, gross. harvey it's did great. you have like a, an example of a strong body horror um i suppose 
There's a there's a movie called Martyrs. Oh um, fuck, man! Came out in like 2008. <laughs> I've been yeah. told to watch this a million times. You should, you should. It's Don't a it's like a French psychological horror drama, um, with a very strong uh, uh, usage of of body horror, and um, I wouldn't say that this the this movie completely re- relies on the body horror to to make itself scary um but it is i think one of the most compelling aspects of the horror presented in in the martyrs um i've i, I don't think i've quite seen anything like it since and it's been 10 years since the, since uh, that movie came out um just the level of of practical effects and um just I suppose willingness to to make those shots look realistic and as brutal as possible and also like framing framing those shots it, it's done in such a such a perfect way to make you fucking squirm and and just incredibly uncomfortable um yeah you guys you and Sean uh explained this movie in detail to me one day and I was just like and then Sean's like, "Yeah, you should watch it." I'm like, "Nah, I'm good." <laughs> it's <laughs> like this, I'm like, "This movie's way too fucked up. I it, can't do this shit." I've watched. I'm like, I'm totally desensitized at this point. I think we all are to it to a degree. Yeah, I've watched so many fucking horror movies. I've seen like the every fact, disgusting yeah. horror movie you can think of. The fact that we said Overlord wasn't gory enough shows how desensitized we are. <laughs> We're just like, I, was like I mean, I think I think most people agree with that though. But um, yeah, I've, I haven't been disgusted by a movie recently except for except for martyrs um mm. like it it truly like was uncomfortable at, at times um yeah i think i think it just all goes down to um a, a filmmaker willing to seek out uh talented special effects people and um willing to put that work in because i would imagine it is a lot of Patience and it is a lot of money and like uh, camera time, I suppose, or yeah, like this shooting, trying to get you that also, shit right. You also have to be, you have to know how much you want to make your audience uncomfortable. I feel like you can't overdo it. Um, Martyrs, I feel, probably would overdo it for a lot of people. Right. People would just be like, nope, not today. Right, but that's you know he's cutting cutting himself off from the uh, the mainstream audiences, which is which is fine and good. All right, cool. Yeah, what? Yeah, what is your? What do you have any good examples? I have one that sticks with me because you said it's not even horror. Yeah. Well, I mean, interestingly enough, IMDb. You know how they'll put like three genres for the film. This movie has six, and I don't think I've ever seen that before. This movie is described as action, comedy, crime, drama, horror, thriller. Any any guesses? Any guesses? Say that again. Action, comedy, crime, drama, horror, thriller. I, I saw the devil. Uh, close. Oh damn. <laughs> well, not not close, but I mean, it is a foreign film. Um, I'll just tell you what it is. It's a uh, Itchy the Killer. Oh, I heard about this movie. This movie is f- the epitome of body horror without being horror. It's just a crime, uh, movie. I heard a crime, about this drama shit. comedy movie. Um, and it, it never really goes to great lengths to uh 
make you feel like what's going to happen next, like suspenseful. It's just like, hey, uh, here we are fucking this human body up. And it's not in the sense of like hostile as somebody's doing experience. It actually is set to a very good backdrop of, of Japanese Yakuza. Um, but even if you go on IMDb, you can just see, Steve, if you want to look over this way. But just on IMDb, they have like some of the things that happen in this movie. I'm, I'm about to check this shit out real quick. Um, here's a girl sliced all, all up and down her body. And, and, um, and none of it happens out of horror. Uh, yeah, sorry to cut you off, but there's... um. There's an interesting movie that kind of does that as well. Um, I think Deadpool has been like making body horror kind of funny too, which right. is interesting because he he already has that level of humor uh, in the first place, and if if you couple that with him not being able to die, then it becomes kind of funny because you know nothing can really happen to him, and they, so they have that kind of fail safe to pretty much do whatever they want to like his body and shit and cut off, cut off things and. I would say, yeah, I agree with that. I think Deadpool, though, is more played for laughs, whereas I think um, this movie is intentionally trying to disturb you. So it's there's comedy in this movie, but it's not really a comedy. Um, But yeah, it's I think one of the first scenes is they they hang a guy from like 20 hooks and then they pour hot oil or something all over him. And and it's like there's no like close-ups or anything it's just like a wide shot of some guy hanging from fucking hooks with his skin and the practical effects to pull that off is this is made in 2001 so if the cgi was used you would have saw it like this has to be practical um yeah that oh actually there, there's when, the did, first, when did you see this this is crazy when netflix first became like really popular um they had it on there yeah it was on netflix could still be i don't know I remember watching it. I was like, "Oh, sweet Japanese movie, sweet." Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's it, even the main character Itchy. He has like scars, like the yeah, joke, looks, the Joker yeah. metal stitchings everywhere in his face. It's just overall, it's just there to gross you out bodily. I like it. Kind of want to watch it now. I like body horror, even though I'm I'm not good at looking at like shit like that. But you know where where I draw the line where I have to look away. Um, eyeball shit. Oh yeah, with like needles and shit. Yeah, if it's uh, I could watch anything else. Or I could watch someone get cut in half and their entire anatomy just fall out of their body. Yeah. But like when you put a needle right next to an eyeball, I fucking I you know what? Instantly close my eyes. We just... we completely forgot a movie that I feel like kind of popularized that element as well. It's fucking Final Destination. Because I was watching, I was watching, I think, the latest one at, with Sean at this place called Videology, and they play movies all the time. It was during Halloween. That came on, and we had a scene where this girl gets her, like, eyes singed out with a laser. And I'm, like, sitting I was like, this movie's fucked up. <laughs> right. I don't like the eye shit. You keep that away from me. I like my eyes. I like my eyes, too. In fact, I have such an eye phobia that... I can barely do eye drops, and I would never be able to put contacts in. Really? I was yeah. the same way for a while, but I think I'm finally getting comfortable. Well, the I, idea. You also have the factor that my eyes are tiny and hard to get into, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's uh, it. Yeah, that's... body horror. Yeah, let us know if you have any favorites for body horror. Let us know you if you have any watch. recommendations for body horror. If movies you have for... a movie that is going to gross one of us out, yeah, like fuck us up good, and and you want to challenge us on that. Let us know. I'll watch it. Harvey apparently is desensitized, so I mean, give him, give him your yeah, worst. See if you could break Harvey. Um, 
We don't okay. see him for a week. <laughs> he's like, <gasps> he's shivering in his room naked in the fetal position. I don't know why. <laughs> this is how I imagine it goes. I do that anyway. <laughs> After a, 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 a bit very substance abuse heavy. I was thinking what's new, but I was just like, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> Goodness. Oh, great. All right, kids. No uh, body horror that- I uh, witnesses when I look in the mirror. Oh, yeah. I made that joke already via text. Yeah, via text. It was good. It was good earlier. Yeah, I should have saved it for on air. Yeah, it's lost its flair. Mm-hmm. I'm ashamed. Uh, so you guys ready to play this yeah, game? Yeah, let's do it. Game. What's it called, Tom? Um, well, the the word the weird part about that is it's it's missing, and it sounds like you probably were playing some board games. Were you, Steve? Okay. So this is the game where we roll a twelve uh, sided die. Um, it's called Get Wrecked. Um. Usually it's four of us. Does that sound really broy? That name. It is very broy, and I think we're we're doing it ironically. Um, um, okay. I don't think we're very broy. I don't think we're very broy. Um, I don't think you can be bro unless you're like white and wealthy, right? No, there's some people who. Uh, that's, that's just a bro thing. That's, that's broke bros. Yeah, I guess, but you have to be like a. I don't know. I just don't imagine a, divi- a diverse. You know what? That's bullshit. I see it all the time in you. So you mean? I think I know what you mean. Yeah, actually, though, so I'm in fine. order to be an effective bro, you've got to be like a rich, privileged bro. Because it kind of like plays on the ignorance of bros. Um, but honestly, I see like very diverse groups of bros, like an Asian guy, an Indian guy, a black guy, and a white guy walk around New York. You know, Let's go fuck some girls. You know, I see it all the time in East Village and shit. Yeah, that's true. Um, so yeah, I'm wrong. That is, uh, that's good about New York. Yeah. The bros are very diverse. <laughs> In the South, they're usually just a bunch yeah. of white guys wearing uh, boat shoes. and Yeah, at least all these bros shorts. take their different backgrounds and carry them into their bro group. <laughs> all right. So how are we playing this game? Um, because Sean's not here. Are we just doing what we we do? Sean, is we just going to roll and Steve's going to pick a movie for us? The Bro-Vengers. Uh, yeah, Steve's going to pick a movie. I guess uh, this will be... Uh, all right, yeah, we'll do it that way. It's kind of hard with three people. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, pl- I just, I got a four. Oh, I was gonna roll You're anyway. Gonna yeah, I'm gonna play. Fuck it, I don't care. Wait, how? Wh- wh- you forfeit your loss. I don't understand. Or your, yeah, your I don't mind. Okay. Yeah, I'm choice. here to have a good time, guys. So you want to do the old way with a higher assigned yeah. to lower? Yeah, since since Sean's not here. Okay, yeah. if we're playing the game differently, I think I should get a reroll. <laughs> no, 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 no. Are you serious? <laughs> I don't know what this I was is. rolling under the pretense <laughs> that we were playing it <laughs> that way. This way. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What? So this that means a, your technique is different? This is entrapment, dude. What do you think, I Steve? plead the fifth. Just roll and see what happens, and then we decide. No, I think I want to give <laughs> Harvey another chance. <laughs> All right. Let's All right. start over. Yeah, start I'm going to give him a good roll now, now that I know what we're doing. Yeah, now you know there's stakes. His odds are, are, are changed. He's doing it's a different a, technique. He's, yeah. doing, he's doing the cupping technique now. <laughs> 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 Yo. <laughs> That's why I did that. Because I had a feeling it would be lower. <laughs> All right, so Harvey lost. This is bullshit. That's oh, great, man. Ooh, a solid eight. That's a strong number in this game. Ooh, roll off. roll off between. Man, you grab that shit right quick. This is Harvey's redemption. 12. Oh! Dude. Oh, oh 11. My God. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? Okay. Got him. Yeah, that was part of the cards moment. I you gave like it a snap, Anna. That's why. 
God damn. Channeled my. Uh... All right, Tom. Give me some other fucking movie. All right. Give me one. Give me one of your. Uh, give me one of those. One of those. Those movies you always want me to watch. You know what, Steve? I feel like you're a little easier to assign a movie to. Um, but for some reason, I don't have anything on, on the top of my head. Well, it's because Sean watches every movie ever. Right. Um, Harvey, I feel like there's like 50-50 shot. You don't know what movie he's seen. And it's always obscurely yeah, like, that he saw that movie. I was like, like yeah, I watched it in passing. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> All right, Steve. You've been dodging. You've been weaving. And I'm tired of it, frankly. <laughs> and I don't... I don't I just think you're you're being disrespectful to some of these filmmakers by not seeing mm. their movies. So Harvey's like, get to the point. <laughs> all right, Moonlight, Steve. Why haven't you watched it? One best. First picture. of all, I have I have seen it. He's lying. I have. Uh, it's about a young man going through trials and tribulations. That's every movie in in Florida. Actually, he was only going through trials. Not tribulations. There were no tribulations. <laughs> <laughs> Is that Hannibal Burris? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I partially stole that from Hannibal yeah. Burris. Uh, you would have got caught, so I just wanted to set the record. I don't want you to give a, a subpoena. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I think it's time. It um, It's one of those movies that won Best Picture that kind of shook me, shooketh me to my core. <laughs> There's and, movies um, that I like dodging just because Tom keeps battering me to go see it. It was American Honey for a bit. Uh, Moonlight was one of them as well. A Star, Bo- a Star is Born is the new one. And he keeps badgering me. Should we give you that? You do, you, I... you, do, you do that to me at least like three times a week. So you tell me to watch that fucking movie. Well, it's because you're always the last one to see them. Yeah, man. I'm going to watch it eventually. But here's the thing. You're playing a dangerous game by uh, by dodging them intentionally. Because you, you play a dangerous game, literally, where I can assign you those movies. So you need to watch out. Buddy, buddy boy. I think... Um, I think you're gonna love it. I think it's worth worth all this this pain <laughs> of, of swallowing your pride to watch a movie you I, said vowed you wouldn't watch because of me. I was th- I've been thinking about that movie recently actually, and I c- I've been thinking about rewatching it. I made same, it. Same. Same. You want to have a viewing party at your house? Yeah, I'm down. I, I just know I'm gonna turn my chair to you and watch you watch it. It's a great scene, right? <laughs> you keep bugging me the whole time. Like, that, that, breakfast, that breakfast scene? That great. breakfast scene is incredible, and it's paired greatly with, I'm a classic man. That song. Love it. All right, watch Moonlight. All right. And I believe it's streaming somewhere, so you shouldn't have a hard time tracking Oh, cool, man. Uh, we'll have a viewing party this week. Great. I'll stop by. That's it for us. That is. That's it. I'm out. I'm done. <laughs> make sure you, uh, you connect with the show. If you like the episode, make sure to leave us a review on iTunes and let us know. Um, we got some body horror uh, picks this week. If you if you have anything disturbing and challenging for us to watch, let us know. You can go on our website, dotherightfilm.com, to send us a message and email that way. Uh, we're also on Instagram. You can contact us through there. It's... Uh, do the right film underscore podcast we have a facebook and and twitter as well we're out there we are reachable if you need to reach us yeah yeah preach and tell your moms you love them god damn it it's important is it it mother's day fuck no just just do it (laughs) this is mother's day (laughs) i think you're far off i got i got nervous i don't know when mother's day is but i know but i know it's not anywhere near here (laughs) Like you still got some time. That's that's very get, noble. Get your house you. in order, Tom. Get your house in order. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. Well, I guess that that does it for us. Uh, I guess we need a catchphrase. <laughs> <laughs>